I want to start a new uh, kind of series, just a new set of conversations for us uh, around the subject of communication. Uh, when we entered into coronavirus season, uh, communication became, I don't know, weird. <laughs> it became different for everyone because in the house, I remember the first few weeks, it's like I've been married to my wife for like 37 years and you know, we've lived together all that time. And, but it was weird that it took three, three or more weeks maybe for us to like get reacquainted because we were with each other 24 seven, maybe even 25 hours a day. It's, it seemed like, and, and trying to negotiate, uh, and you know, she was trying to teach online. I was trying to, you know, try to keep things floating in, in the, the school church realm. And it was just different. And I realized at that point and throughout the whole coronavirus, my communication needs to become better. You know, I've done a lot of premarital counseling in my, in my time. And uh, usually when somebody will do the, the profile of, you know, their relationship profile, communication will, will come in as low on almost, almost every person because we just really don't know how to communicate. And so I started down the rabbit hole of, okay, uh, maybe it's time for us to talk about communication. And you guys, if you know me, you know that I, the, only, I, the only reason I really talk about things is because I'm working on them. So I don't stand here as like the paragon of virtue. You know, that you guys know that I am super awesome and have no mistakes. And so therefore, let me teach you from the font of wisdom. Uh, usually I'm teaching from like, I really need to get this. Uh, and so if I need to get it, then I'm like every man and every woman, and we probably all need to get this. And so I started down this communication thing, but then there was kind of layers of it because we also have like the communication from the world. And you'll notice that I, I, I was thinking about I could even you know just say some buzzwords, anything. And, and all of us already are sensitized because of our environment. Uh, let, me, let me say one of them. Trump. Uh, you know, and, and right there, we could, you know, different people would have different sense of communication about, uh, about that, right? I, I mean, and so different things, you know, that, that's kind of crazy, and I can say that. It just, it's different, Right? And what's happened in our world, and, uh, you know, and I'm sure in churches, if we were meeting, <laughs> it, it starts to divide people when you're not communicating. And then I started thinking some more about this whole topic, and I realized the entire Bible is about communicating. <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, it's about God communicating to us and then putting us in a context of relationship so that we can communicate with one another. And it seems that you know, people in the whole world, everybody's confused about what God's really saying. <laughs> and you know, they're, they're confused about what God has said. And uh, you know, the, very, the, the very creation story is God speaking. And he's saying something. He's saying, let there be light. And, and so the, the very beginning of the book is, is speaking. Now, let me back up for just a minute. And I'm just developing this because it, it, we're going to take, take it in little pieces. Today, we're going to talk about listening. 
So you guys are doing a great job. You're listening there. You're like, okay, I think, I, I think we're paying attention here. Nobody's asleep yet. Um, so, but if you break down the word communication, uh, you, you, you kind of get this word commune, right? And to commune means to, together and, and unity. So it's, it's we're coming together to become one. We have this, this context that where we uh, you know, grab the, the elements that Jesus told us, the bread and the wine or the bread and the grape juice, and he says, it's time to take communion because he wants, he wants to be one with us, but we do it in the context of relationship as the body of Christ so that we can become one together. And of course, in the marriage vows, it's like, the, the two become one, and uh, how's that working for everybody? Well... So it, it <laughs> so this is a big, big topic, and then I I, I love it. I'll, I'll just read this. It's not really part of my notes, but uh, in John one, you've probably heard this before. It says, "In the beginning was the Word, <laughs> and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God from the beginning." I mean, it's like he's trying to say something here. So anyway, so I so I was thinking I really need to bolster up my communication because I want to have a better relationship with the people that are around me, uh, you guys, and of course my family members. And the the thing that most of us want in life really is to be known. Isn't that true? We want to be known, and there's uh, there and we want to be accepted for who we are with all of our faults and, and our mess-ups. Mess and and we, we need each other to help that process happen, right? And, and so we're going to talk about that over, over a little bit of time today. Now, of course, uh, one, one of the first parts of communication actually is listening. Now, I'm going to tell you right off, I am not a good listener, in fact, I, you know, as, as I was preparing the message, you know, through the week, I was, I was thinking, man, you're not listening. You're talking. You like to hear yourself talk. Now I'm, I, okay, I won't just, I won't get down on myself. But as I'm having conversations, I'm realizing, I'm really not a good listener. I mean, I can be. You know, I've, I've done lots of counseling and discipleship over time. It's like, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, if you've ever hung out with me, you're like, yeah, you're probably a good listener. But no, in my mind, I know, I, I know that often my conversations are about me. It's, it, it's, it's something about me. It's not about you. And to become one with you, it can't be about me. Kind of makes sense, right? So the process of communication that I wanted to talk about today was, was really having to do with listening. And uh, I'll, I'll read a couple, I have a couple of verses for you. And the w- way we're going to end this today, I'm going to make you, well, I'll make you work sometime today because I want to talk about making connections and, and, and working in, in the context of conflict. Has anybody had any conflict lately? Anybody? Okay. Okay, good. Okay, we're, we're good. Huh? Okay, to find conflict. Well, we'll talk about that too. So, anyway. Let, let's talk about the, the, the goal of communication. <clears throat> and for a Christian, we realize that, that what, what God's trying to do in our heart is, is to uh, make us kingdom children, 
people that understand who they are in Christ, who are ministers of the gospel, right? I mean, you guys look at me and you say, oh, you're the pastor, you're the minister. No, 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 no. The Bible doesn't reveal that. In fact, it says that you're it, you're it, you're it, you're it. Now, you might have a different role than I. You're not standing up on every Sunday and saying, here, listen to what I'm talking about. But in your homes, you're ministers in your homes. In your workplace, you're ministers in your workplace. And so the goal of communication is to make sure that we are ministering to those around us. Okay? This is, you know, this is your, your mission. This is your call. Are you okay with that? Now, if you don't have that mindset, it's, it's kind of like the teacher. Uh, Leonard knows this. And if you're a teacher and we have other teachers here, you know, you're... That you become the student first, right? Before you're, you know, others. I mean, you're the student first. You can't teach what you don't know. And, and, and so, but a lot of times, especially I think in Christian context, if we don't see ourselves as the teacher, the next teacher, we don't really learn because we're not in a, we're not in a place of what, you know, it's kind of like if you ask me for directions. And, and then you're just like, oh, I'm all distracted looking at my phone and stuff. You know, it's like, yeah, how do I get there? It's like, oh, what was I, what did I ask you again? Uh, and that's how we, that's how we communicate sometimes is we're not paying attention. When we're with each other in order to minister to one another, build, build trust and confidence, it, we have to really pay attention. Okay. Which again, I'm, I'm learning. I, I won't say I'm not good at. Isn't that a better way to get yourself off, you know, get, get off the hook? You say, I'm still learning that, but, but we are. Okay, so the foundation of communication, of all communication, all communication, all communication, I'm going to say this, is love and trust. That's it. Because have you ever seen anybody like on one of these news channels trying to discuss something from two different sides? What's it sound like? A cacophony of cats fighting. I don't watch that stuff, but I've seen it. And I'm like, that is not communication. <laughs> and there's a reason that it's not communication is because there's no love and there's no trust in the group. If you love and trust one another, you can take it down like 10 notches and, and say, let me hear your heart. And so when, when we're talking about this in the large context, realize that, that we're able to hear when we know we're loved. And even Jesus said that we should love our enemies, right? And we should love each other as we love ourselves. And so the, the thing we want to know is that when we're not communicating, it's usually because we're not leading with our heart of love. Okay, so let's talk about a couple things. Um, Regarding listening, um, this generation, my generation, the younger generation, even the older generation, have some problems with listening. Uh, maybe I should ask you guys, what do you think are some problems with our listening right now? Anybody, anybody? I'll let you guys in. Can you say that again? Uh, what's a problem with listening? <laughs> oh, now you're messing with me. <laughs> Joey's like, what were you talking about? Huh? He just, he just checked in. Uh, that's a good one, though. Go, tell me another one. What's another? Huh? 
Distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Preoccupation. Thinking about what I'm going to say. What else? Technology. Technology is brutal. I, I read an article that said that like we spend seven hours, I don't know if it was our generation, but like seven and a half hours looking at our screens every day. <laughs> and I need to you know, chuck this in a pond or something. I know. I, I know. <laughs> We're afraid to do that. But when you're in the context of a, of a communication or relationship with one another, uh, it really is important for us to put that thing aside. Don't you think? Uh, there, I, I've been slightly offended in my heart at times when I am talking to somebody, and all of a sudden they they're like, you know, they're like, oh, what's that? Oh, you know, they have a lot of notifications come in. And you're like, it's almost like a Zoom call because you know there's a lag time between what you're doing. You're like, hold on, uh, I'm I'm lagging here. You guys understand what I'm saying? Has that ever happened to you? All right, so. Let's just let, let's commit together to the best of our extent. Let's not do that to others because it really does communicate, you know, what something to them is that they're not the most important person in front of them. Sometimes we're distracted because we have other things going, and uh, and and so that that one is important. Okay, uh, anything else? Sometimes I'm in a, I'm in a hurry. I was, let, let, me, let me tell you about sometimes in my family. Are you okay? If I talk about my family, my perfect family, that nothing ever goes wrong. And there's a person that I know in that family very well. Uh, Jendi, my wife, she has a few thousand words a day that will need to be expressed today. It's part of her makeup and and it's a wonderful part of her makeup and <laughs> and I know there's no other person in this room that has that makeup but if they did uh, and then sometimes uh, I'm not listening now sometimes it doesn't matter now <laughs> I know you're all like what what do you mean it doesn't matter because I mean, nothing, nothing essential is is being said. She's you know sharing about the weather or, or something, and and I hear it, but I'm not listening. You know, uh, I used to have these big Bose. I still have my Bose headphones, the noise canceling ones. That's when you know you're not having a conversation with your husband, is when they have the Bose on with the noise canceling. <laughs> So, anyway, where was I here? <laughs> so, so I'm not. I'm not saying that some of that isn't necessary. You know, it's it's not important. But there are some things that are important, and that are the things that she wants to connect on, like her day, right? If she's telling me, uh, you know, about a, a dress she's looking at or something she needs to buy, that you know, yeah, and the weather and whatever. But when she's sharing with her day, I need to take the bows off and say, well, tell me about that day. Tell me how those kids were. You know, tell me what was in your heart. Tell me more and, and listen. Because, you know, part of our day, we're trying to connect with intimacy with one another. Right? 
And then part of the day we're just living. Okay? And then, of course, another time is if we're having a conflict. Now, you know my wife and I have never had a conflict. <laughs> it's never <laughs> But let's just say we did have one. Uh, so, but during times of conflict, it's important, and it's really, this is kind of back in my notes, one of the things that hurts us is that we're in a hurry. Do you ever try to have a conflict with anyone in a hurry? It doesn't work. It's kind of like when you're kids, you know, they, they, you know, they're doing something that's bugging you. Has this ever happened? This, yeah. And, and you're like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And they're not listening. Uh, the reason that it's, it's a big deal is because you're in a hurry. It's like, we need to get in the car. <laughs> we already, you know, we're, we're an hour, for, an hour before church. <laughs> no, that never happens. But, uh, I remember when our kids were little how long it would take us to get to church. In fact, after a while, I just started coming alone and letting my wife deal with it. Uh, <laughs> maybe we need to talk about that. Aren't you glad she's not in the room today? <laughs> me, me too. Usually she sits in the front row and just scowls at me. No, she doesn't. She is the most gracious person uh, and the reason that we're still, you know, amazingly married is because she is the best person now let's get let's get to it. So uh, here's the distractions, concentration problems. We're all ADD now. Uh, hurry. Uh, we're we're being somewhere else. I'm off in my mind. I'm trying to get something done. Like even this morning, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to wrap up on some of my notes, and she comes in. And she's talking about uh, some necessary things that aren't necessary in this moment because I'm like trying to get my work done. This you know, but I'm able to express that and say, "Hen." Trying to finish up a few things. Give me a moment, and then we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, we, we already talked listening for ourselves, um, and then sometimes we just we're now in a in a realm where we are have learned not to listen well, uh, and I think part of this has to do with our media, the, the whole media thing, is that we 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 instantly just put up a wall towards anything we're not. We don't have a bias towards. And I'd like to see that torn down because I, I think in order for the whole community, Christian and otherwise, to move forward, is we have to figure out this listening piece, which we're going to get to right now. You guys ready? Okay. So when, uh, let, me, let me read my scriptures to you, and we'll see how important this is. Jesus says, this is Luke 8, 18, and, or 8, 8, and then 18. So when Jesus was teaching, he would say things like, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, that's a ridiculous statement. Who doesn't have ears to hear? Because there is such a thing as being able to hear without hearing. And in fact, Jesus, it, 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 a, a much of his ministry was, was about speaking things that people wouldn't understand unless they had an open heart to understand them. So the key to listening is having an open heart to listen. And then he says this curious statement, and I, I really, this is a great one. He says, consider carefully how you listen. Consider carefully how you listen. Have you, are you considering carefully how you listen? Not to me, but to others? Okay. And then he says, whoever does not have, even what they, uh, he says, whoever has will be given more Whoever does not have, 
even what they think they have will be taken from them. That's kind of an interestingly scary statement, isn't it? And what he's saying, and, and we've probably all experienced this, have you ever not listened to somebody and lost a relationship with them? It happens all the time. Is because we're not engaging with our hearts, and then we don't engage with their heart, and then we don't understand them, and then they misunderstand us because we don't understand them, and the thing goes backwards, and the relationship ends. I actually come from a, a, from a family. I'm, I'm confessing a lot of a lot of really bad stuff here today. <laughs> not, not, not my immediate family. Well, my immediate birth family. Where when relationships didn't work out, they wrote people off. I don't know if you come. Uh, my family community. So we had a lot of friends. My parents had a lot of friends over the years. And then I'd say, hey, what's happening with those? You know, how are they doing? Oh, we don't see them anymore. Why? Well, we had a conflict and we wrote them off. I mean, they don't say it as bluntly as that, but I was raised in a context where the, if you don't get along with people, you just scratch them. And I'm like, now, I, didn't, I wasn't raised in a Christian context, so you know, there's lots of grace for because that's how most people feel. But Jesus, he tells us that we are the ones that are supposed to bring the world together, Right? The people, you know, my parents, they, they weren't able to do that because they didn't have the skills that were being shown here. Okay, so let's, uh, let, let's move on and talk about connection and conflict uh, and talk with James. James says this, My dear brothers and sisters, I like that he's buttering us up, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. How many times have you tried to discipline your kids with anger and they didn't get it? <laughs> it's because of this verse. You can't produce the righteousness of God with anger. It's impossible because the world's not set up that way. That's what James tells us. But, okay, so this is pretty straightforward, isn't it? Everybody should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. How many are good at that? How many want to master this one verse before you die? <laughs> yes, that's kind of, I'm like, yeah, we can do this. Uh, I think I'm getting better with some of it. Uh, I'm still not quick to listen, but I'm getting slower to, to anger. Okay, so let's, let's talk about uh, this just a little bit. So when we're going to listen to somebody, uh, the first thing we need to do is engage our heart with love. Okay? Now, now this is going to take us from backing away from our desires for a moment so that we can love them. And, and that's, that's the first step. I already said it earlier on. If we want to hear somebody, we have to love them. Okay. <clears throat> when we're listening to people, we should be listening with not just our ears, he who has ears, let him hear, but with our hearts. 
And a lot of times people are saying things, and, and I've, I've learned this now, they're saying things differently than what their heart is expressing. And good ministers, like we were talking about, understand that there's more going on besides the words, that words cannot express the heart in its fullness. You okay with that? Okay. So, I said before, listen like you're getting directions. When you're having a, a, a time where you're building your relationship with somebody or, or resolving conflict, really, really pay attention, not just to the words, but to the heart. Okay, and then here's a tough one. Listen without judgment. Can I say it again? Listen without judgment. Isn't it hard? The reason that it's so hard to communicate, especially in conflict, is because we are already in a judgment mode. And some of that, I'll have to tell you, some of that comes from old stuff. Old relationships, old things in current relationships. Maybe your mom or your dad. I don't know. Maybe your grandparents. It, sometimes we, we gunny sack a whole bunch of a whole bunch of baggage in to every conversation that has to do with conflict. Yes? And, uh, you know, I even see that now. Even, you know, have you ever been mad at the TV or, or some media? You, you read an article and you're like, what, what, these people are, right. yeah. And you're, and you're like, what causes me to think like this to a stranger who can say whatever they want, and they're probably, you know, what, what, if, what if all media is out there just to, to mess with you? Dude, what would happen? Okay. But really, so what is that? And, and maybe we have, to, we have to do a little self-exploration, sit quietly with the Lord and say, Lord, why do I get so mad when I read an article like this? Because his opinion, or that opinion, doesn't really affect me directly, does it? If I never read it, it doesn't bug me. But there's something inside of me that needs to change. And part of it is, I'm just judgmental. I'm judgmental. People that aren't thinking exactly like me are wrong. Because God wants everyone to be just like me. That's what we're saying. Anyway, I'll, I'll move off. I'll move off at that point. But so anyway, and it's and you know how difficult it is to to be non-judgmental in the moment. And so often we need to take some time to be in the right space, especially when we're resolving conflict. It's like, okay, let's agree to come back to this when we're chill. Okay. All right. I'm going to keep going. So when we're having a conversation, we're trying to, we're trying to listen. I think especially in this current uh, age that we're living in, it's important to clarify terms. Because did you ever know that when you're speaking with somebody, especially in conflict, you might be speaking two different languages? This has happened to me. It's like I'm, I'm getting angry at my wife, and she's getting angry at me. I still don't know how. And uh, we're really talking about two different things from different sides. And it's not until we clarify terms and stop it for a second and say, 
what do you mean by this? What, what, what are you saying? It's when, we, when we're quiet, remember, James tells us, quick to listen, is when we, we say, okay, what are you, tr- what, tell me, tell me what, what, you're, what you're saying. And that's, I, I think that's just so important to, you know, like our slow down spirituality, we need to slow down our conversations. So will you guys practice this? All right. Okay, next thing. Uh, let me find it on my notes here. Ah. Yeah, clarifying terms. Oh, and, and then the next thing is actually stopping and asking questions. You know, we know we're not listening when we're, when we're just waiting for somebody to stop talking so that we can talk. Okay, so this is our practice. This is part of our practice for this week. When we're in a conversation like that, we have to ask one person, <laughs> one good clarifying question. Okay, like, so tell me more about this. What do you mean when you say, what, you know, are you guys with me on this? You have to do this. This is your one practice. The one thing you have to do this week is when you're in a conversation, ask a question before you, before you tell them your biographical story. Okay? And that slows the conversation down, and it tells the person, wow, you're actually interested in hearing what... You're actually listening to me. What is this? This is something new. I haven't experienced this in a while, in a long time. Now, now remember when you're dating, though, if any of you guys have ever dated anybody. Uh, sorry to those that you might not have had that relationship. It, you're, everybody's on their best behavior. And, and you, know, you, you know, you're out for coffee, and you just say, tell me more. I just love hearing about your life. I love hearing about that nail color. Yes, yeah, that's, I was just, you know, and, and then, you know, Ten minutes after the honeymoon, you're like, what? <laughs> right? So this, now what was happening before? We were leading with the heart. Okay, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just hitting that for emphasis, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up here. Okay, ask perceptive questions, meaning you've, you're thinking about uh, what they are. Um, I, I want to remind everybody, no one likes conflict. If you like conflict, you should see a counselor. Okay. <laughs> And I'll just move on from there. Okay. When you're, when you're in a conflict, it's really good. Here's an important thing. Ask the person for patience with you. Because, you know, Jesus isn't done with you yet. And so please don't be done with me yet. It, when we soften our, our tone and say, hey, I love you. I'm not, you know, I love you. And God's not done with me yet. Please be patient with me. Uh, another thing that really helps is to ask forgiveness uh, for if you're breaking. Because a lot of times you can, have, you can have conflict and not listen. And it's really important for us to... Forgiveness brings people back together quickly. Right? Now, let me remind you how to ask forgiveness. Never say you're sorry. No, I don't mean loving means never saying you're sorry. Never say you're sorry. Sorry is, is a state of many people. There are many sorry people out there. You guys know that. But Jesus tells us we should be forgiven. So I, I, always, I always begin my, my uh, forgiveness apologies by asking the person, will you forgive me for? 
And always make this, always connect the four. Like, will you forgive me for not listening to you today? And that way they know that you know what you were doing that was not helpful. And then they're left with the opportunity to either forgive you or not forgive you. Uh, right? And then you basically you put it in their, in their hands. And that's, that's helpful. Um, I think when you say, I'm sorry, um, then you're really not acknowledging the, the pain. And that's one of the reasons people don't emotionally connect after a while, is they don't acknowledge the pain that they cause other people through their actions. Um, and I'll move on. I think that all of us have been, uh, especially in this year, we've been losing our ability to hear, to listen to people. And uh, I, I, I found it in my own house. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to, this is just an introduction to what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks, but I want to begin to hear again. Jesus taught us that, that um, we hear God best when we love people. And when we stop loving people well, we stop hearing God well. Because the, our relationship with Him is very closely linked with each other. Uh, you know, how, you know, in 1 John 4, it says, How can you say you love, your, love God when you don't love your brother or sister? And it, it, the, the value of that is, is look, you can't, you can't separate those things. And so this journey that I want us to be on for the next few weeks is about getting better at learning to communicate so that we can be one with one another, especially in the close relationships that we have, and hopefully in our church as well. Amen? Okay, so I put down here a little thing. I was like, well, Lord, you know how I like to practice. You know, there's nothing worse than a preacher saying all this stuff, and everybody's like, hey, that was pretty good. And, you know, and then we walk out, and then on Tuesday, we're like, what did your pastor talk about this week? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so, which does happen. Uh, even I forget, you know. You know, somebody say, great message. On Tuesday, I'm like, what did I talk about again? So, the, it's important for us to be able to apply these things. So, I put down uh, four uh, questions that we can practice with each other and with others uh, this week. Uh, <clears throat> And, and this will help you in your connecting conversation. Uh, here's the first one is, where did you see God work this week? And we can do this during lunchtime if you'd like to, if we're hanging out. That's a great open-ended question that puts our minds like, huh, God? Oh, yeah. Did he do something? Yeah, he did. And, and, and it makes you thankful, which fulfills that other prayer. Okay, uh, what upset you this week? And then listen. Say that to someone, and then just listen, because you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot about them, not not just the upset part, but how they're processing their life. Okay. Um, the third one is, what were you grateful for this week? You're like, oh, I forgot to be grateful this week. Me too, uh, because we do. We live in such abundance. We're like sitting on a pile of gold. And, we're, and, 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 and complaining. It's like, but it's raining. It's like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Anyway, sorry. These are the things I do with her. Okay, last but not least. 
what do your anxious thoughts flow towards? And the reason I put that, I, I phrased it that way is because all of us have anxious thoughts that are going somewhere. <laughs> uh, and this is the best way for us to understand where I should be praying for you. So if I asked you, where are your anxious thoughts flowing towards? You're saying, it's flowing towards, I'm not sure I have enough money. Okay. Then when somebody says that, you say, well, tell me more about that. And they can tell you more and then say, ah, can I pray for you about this? And it connects the whole emotional, spiritual, the whole thing, so that we can have intimate life together. So that's what we're going to do. You can, if, if, you, if you eat with us today, let's just go ahead and, and use these questions in conversation today instead of talk about the Dodgers. Okay. Uh, and if you don't want to get into it, just then you can honestly say, listen to me. I don't want to talk about anything deep. My, head, my brain is full. Okay? You can do that. It's, it's good. All right. Let's close in a word of prayer. Thank you. And... Uh, May the Lord lead us into a greater community together. Lord, we, are, we know that you are the great communicator. Jesus is said to be one of the greatest teachers who ever lived, and yet so many of us have not listened to his words. And Lord, I know that you've been trying to say some things to me and probably to all of us that we need to uh, start mastering this communication piece in our lives. And uh, Lord, I pray that as we focus that you would empower us. We know that you uh, are able to accomplish uh, greater things in us, even than we could ever want. And so we pray in this way, that this week we would practice our listening better and see how that connects to encourage and open the hearts of other people around us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you online. We're going to be signing off in a minute. Uh, thank you again for joining us. I hope this is an encouragement to you. And uh, we'll see you, see you soon.